It's uh, KKFN and KKFN HD1 Longmont, Denver. The 5 o'clock whistle, powered by smart local union nine sheet metal workers. I think um, football, you have to play. You know, that's coach's decision. It's been done numerous ways for, you know, for, for years. If you play the guys and somebody gets nicked, you're wrong. If you don't play them, you don't play well early, you're wrong. So you can't be right. That's part of being a football coach, right? So you know, we've all been there. But, um, you know, some guys play and some guys don't. It's a coach's decision. Honestly, I say that all the time. Like, it's, it's ideal to meet the girl earlier on. Like, you met her in college, you said, but before everything. Right. That's the yeah. problem nowadays. Is that <laughs> you, you, like, you make it, and then it's hard to figure out and navigate that. So you're like... <laughs> Welcome to it. Welcome to it. I love it. Andrew Mason will join us in a little bit. I don't know what James is watching out there. What what is What's what you what is he watching? Break down your pushback on his wins for Russell Wilson versus wins for Jared Stidham. Listen, or I am I think I'm being kind of boy, I can't believe I'm the reasonable one here. The things I've been accused of over the years, but... You think Russell Wilson's only better for two wins than those guys? Listen, it's not a coincidence. I mean, we cannot discount that Justin Simmons has been out for the last four practices. Right. Who was torturing Russ Mm -hmm. day after day. Mm -hmm. And things have been getting better with no Justin Simmons out there. Right. Right? I would agree with that. Sertan's still out there. Greg Dulcich probably doesn't catch that touchdown pass. There have been red zone seven on seven. Multiple. If Justin Simmons, I, I got Dulcich in the middle. I got Judy in the middle. We got Sutton today in the middle. All for like touchdowns and situations over the past three days. All of which Justin Simmons would have been part of. So I'm like, yeah, that's good. Like, hey man, there's some building blocks here. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was getting to the degree that you really were wondering: should they just put the twos against the ones? Just, you know, make sure we're connecting and all that sort of stuff. So, again, I'm, I don't think I'm dumping on Russ. I mean, first of all, hey, Russ, Sierra, congratulations. Mm-hmm. They're having what Russ said is their fourth kid. So, way to go. That's joyous news. Period. The end. Happy for him. That's it. So, what I've seen is a good stack Developments from really pretty bad to day after day without Simmons out there. So I, I do think it comes with a bit of an asterisk, mm-hmm. but at least it's happening. But like you're saying today, well, there was one, the play to Judy the other day, even though there were refs. I got Andrew Mason. He's coming in here shortly. He'll tell you they saw Garrett Bowles put some dude, I forget who the pass rusher was, and like a stranglehold that should have been a holding call, and that connected for a touchdown. The big play today was to Mims, and it was a big play. Mm-hmm. It came at an important time, and it was a nice play, and it, it, third and eight, and you got to make that play. you got to move the chains. And you're saying that it was a sack. Russ is going to play. This is pretty wild when you think about it. Why is Russell Wilson going to play in this preseason game for 15 to 18 plays? Why? And, and I hope everybody realizes this is all for Russ. It's not for the defense. It's not for Randy Gregory. It's, it's for Russ in terms of the first team playing. Mm-hmm. And then the rest of the game is traditional preseason stuff. Mm-hmm. But yet I talk, we talked to James, and it's like, what is he watching out there? James is talking as if, if Russ is like, you know, uh, epically beyond everything else. 
Well, James is immediately off base when he says we got to give last year to the Russian judge analogy. Last year does matter. I know it's a new coaching staff. I know Sean Payton is going to be coordinating a better offense that is more cohesive, that stacks plays far better than what Nathaniel Hackett did last year. No push back on that. But it was still Russell Simmons on the field making those choices and bypassing open receivers for covered receivers, having not enough legs and power to deliver a deep ball down the field, taking off of the sideline and tearing a hamstring, trying to stretch a ball in front of him, tearing a, 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 what, a, a peck or something like that, diving forward, giving himself a self-concussion. Those are all Russell Simmons. Had, I mean, not Russell Wilson. That had nothing to do with Nathaniel Hackett. Our analysis of Training Camp 2023 is presented by Great Range Premium Bison. Uh, like I said, Mace will be here shortly, but... All right, listen, I I am not trying to rain on anybody's parade. I thought I'd been pretty optimistic. I thought he was much better today. Yeah, I thought the I, offense I, was much better today. I agree. But I'm not going to say great. I'm not one to give out praise where it's not worthy of it. <laughs> yeah, man, I mean, there's going to be some dodgy moments out there this year. Yeah. But there's nothing dodgy when we say, Maze! I always love walking in in the middle of something. What's up? Hey, buddy. Well, we're just talking to James, and uh, did you hear any of that? I did not. No. What did what uh, James it's have just, to say? It was like, I'm losing it here because, you know, there's there's degree. I cannot believe I'm the reasonable one. You know, that is, that's uh, uncharted territory for me. So, hey, sometimes you can be typecast as one thing. It's good to go to the other side. Because I'm not. Stretch your range a little bit. I'm not dumping on Russ. I, I think things have been better. It does feel like without Justin Simmons, it's opened things up quite a bit. You know, so, hey, good for Justin Simmons, and maybe that's something the defense has to be a little bit concerned with, or, you know, who knows. But Or maybe the, the offense is simply, Chad, just getting better. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe they're just working on things and things are clicking. Okay, fine. Where are you with Russ right now? Little column A and little column B. Yeah, that's what I think. Yeah. I think it's – I think some of it is the offense – getting chemistry, getting the timing down. That's where the seven-on-seven and one-on-one periods help. And some of it is that when you take Justin Simmons and also you remove K1 Williams from the equation, especially when you're doing move the ball, because that's almost entirely against nickel-slash-dime sub-packages. I mean, you take the nickel, for example, 40%, two-fifths of your starting secondary is out when you lose K1 Williams and Justin Simmons. And the drop-off, with all due respect to the guys filling in, is pretty steep. Okay, so what what are the big takeaways from today? Big takeaways from today. Um, I mean, look, you, you kind of start with that one-on-one period or the team period at the end, the move-the-ball period. I'll, Marvin Mims actually may have an opportunity here. And he had that 37-yard catch when Russ rolled to his right in that series. Jazz says it was a sack. There was pressure. Hard for us to see from where we were. There actually um, there oh, is, is there a video out there? There is a video on oh, YouTube. All right, I want to see it. Yeah. Can you guys find that video? The pressure is bearing down. He's getting frontside pressure from Randy Gregory and backside pressure from Nick Benito. Yeah. And considering uh, during training camp, particularly, stay away from the quarterback. Once those guys get within a step or two, they slow down. They're, they're not trying to stop the play. And well, touch what's the great is we have the fans out there, and they just record everything. They record everything. I don't yeah. think they're supposed to, but they're recording everything and putting it out there. So 
I'd love to see it if we can actually if we can actually find how, it. How concerned oh, are you? Did? All right, thank yeah. you, Drew. Okay. Appreciate it. All right. Um, how concerned is everybody about the tackles right now? Oh, it's got to be a huge concern for Sean Payton because yeah. if you want to play Russell Wilson in this football game. And now you want to do it with possibly both your starting tackles being out. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not sure if that's the fairest or best way to evaluate where Russell Wilson and this offense is. And then obviously there's a possibility of him getting banged up. Yeah. That's a big concern. And I would say also on, you know, with Cam Fleming filling in for Garrett Bowles, I mean, Bowles isn't having the best of camps anyways. I mean, they're, they're easing him back in because he's coming off the fractured ankle, but that is a for a 30-something offensive lineman, that is a tough injury to overcome and get all the way back. And we've seen younger offensive linemen around here, like Graham Glasgow, like Chris Cooper, who had fractured ankles and uh, couldn't ever get back to where they once were. That's a that's a big concern I have right I now. Mean, I'm just watching the play right now. Sorry to... That's okay. We were carrying it. We're good. No, no, I get we're it. Having um, a con- we're, Chad and I are just talking. Mm-hmm. We're, we're all right. Randy Gregory, first of all, hey man, good for Randy. Randy Gregory's killing it out there. So yes. is Nick, Nick Benito, both of them. I don't know, man, Mays. I think I think Chad may be right on this one. Yeah. I mean, he comes right up. He just he kind of waves at Russ. I mean, mm-hmm. he probably gets a little bit closer than even you should. Right. But I mean, he is like he's right there, right there, he's, yeah. and he's not even going hundred percent. So he got through the line. Boom, he's through, and then he held up a little bit. Ah, uh, such a nice throw. I mean, it is a beautiful throw and a great catch. If he can escape, that's the sort of thing that is why you brought him in in the first place, right? right. That's So I think you can be encouraged by that and hope that you can do a better job protecting going forward if you can somehow stabilize the offensive line. But that's a... It's a big we'll see at this moment. If if the if you cannot get the tackles healthy and playing well, then a lot of what this offense wants to do is going to be difficult. You got to throw in the trash. Well, here's what they're doing. And, and you might be you might be running in all you might be running more than any other team in football. Percentage wise, are they going to be above fifty percent run to pass? Uh I think to Mace's point, it hinges on those offensive tackles because if you don't have those guys, then you've got to. I expected them to run the ball more consistently and at a higher rate than what they ran it last year with Nathaniel Hackett. Just to fifty-one percent or not, Russell Wilson. No, they will be a higher percentage passing than run team. Mace, slightly higher pass, but I'm thinking like fifty-three. 50 51, 49, 52, 48. So it's negligible. Which would put them in the top probably two or three teams in terms of run percentage. Yeah, But that also means you're keeping the games manageable and close. Yeah. That's another thing. So if you're doing that, then something is going right. You're not letting teams escape from you. You're playing the game on level terms. I think it is going to be more pass than run, with the caveat. I think you're going to see the dinks and dunks way more than you did last year. More passes to the running backs. I think that's oh, and and that's a key thing. Specifically, here. this fullback situation. It's not a situation. It's not a bad thing. I think he's going to see some light. Yeah, and I think that's going to be a little bit of a secret weapon. And you got a very experienced fullback, nine years of experience, thirty-one years of age. And he's he's more than capable of catching three or four passes a game. Not just him. Smaje Piran is making nice plays Piran in the passing is, game, too. That is right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I, I think it's going to be kind of like that. And I think they're figuring it out with Russ 
And I think they've already very quickly just sort of moved on to those type of things. And Russ is doing a good job doing the things he, he's already good at. Like that particular play, he was moving. I mean, did Gregory get him or not? All right, just if you get But him. the idea is good. This, well, is, yeah. this is the concept you want yes, to do. Yes, he moves yeah. slightly to his right. He's yeah. on the run. And he hits Mims. You that get, looks good. You get beyond the structure of the play. You get him outside the pocket. Mims breaks things off. Good things happen. You know what doesn't look good? Three-step drop, throwing into the middle of the line to try to get somebody over the middle. That's The pass is going to get deflected. You know what doesn't look good? Trying to sidearm it or something around to his right side. That is just like death's door disaster for Russell Wilson. It's just not a good idea over there. And I just think this coaching staff, I'm giving them a compliment, is so much better they're going to figure this stuff out quicker. I don't know what Hackett was looking at. I mean, what were they even doing? Yes, this coaching staff is far better equipped to make adjustments and, and personnel changes and all those things to maximize what this offense can bring. Well, I, no think they're are, I think they're already doing it. Well, they, the plan to run the ball was part of maximizing what Russell Wilson can do. You, it's, it's impossible for him to be a deep ball thrower if it's going to be third and 12. You expect him to dial it up deep as opposed to play action where he's got time, spacing, and step into a throw. That's going to allow that to happen. So just simply these personnel moves in the offseason crafted by this coaching staff give Russell Wilson a better chance for success. What's the counter if you're playing the Broncos and you know this is what's going to happen? What's the counter? you got to stop the run game. you got to win on first and second down to put Russ into predictable situations, to put this offensive line into predictable situations. Mike McGlinchey, when healthy, is not a great pass blocker. So if he's going to be unhealthy, he's even going to be even worse as a pass blocker. But if it's third and 12, defensively, I can pin my ears back and go after Russell Wilson. But if it's third and four, third and five, now play action becomes a factor. One game becomes yeah. a factor. And the other thing also, on those third downs, in that drive, the offense went three for three on third down conversions, right? Third and six, third and four, third and five. Mm. Third and reasonable every time. Mm-hmm. You can work with that. You have plays for that. You didn't, you didn't have the penalties like you had in those first two-minute drives on Friday and Saturday. So you're not sitting there looking at, Third and eight, you know, second and twenty-five, or actually, it was first and twenty-five. Third and eight, third and eighteen. You weren't staring down that barrel. Yeah, today's two minute was probably—I mean, not probably—it was definitely the most encouraging. It happened right off the bat. They 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 had got hung up on their first. They didn't do a second uh, two minute drill, did they? They, they just, didn't have to. They, they, they got the result they wanted. They just got one. That was good enough. They but didn't have to reset. They could have sent the twos back out there, but the twos did move the ball for a bit, and then they had they bogged down. But the twos did get to midfield. It wasn't like they just went three and out, and that was it. They did they did a couple of good things on their drive. It looks like the Broncos are going to be okay with Brandon Johnson. All the reports coming yeah. from Cliss and Troy and saying, hey, you know, looks like he's going to be okay. It did not look good at first. When it did it, not. When it happened. How thin is that room, or are we okay there? I think you're still okay. In part, if you can get Marvin Mims going, get him some first-team reps, get him some confidence, there's that. Marquez Callaway is making some plays out there. We've talked about Montreal, Washington. Yeah, what stood out to me today well. is <laughs> when the second-team offense was moved the ball, Taylor Grimes, who's getting reps with the ones, mm-hmm. but Taylor Grimes and Montreal, Washington were both on the bench. Neither one of them got in with the ones or the twos. And I was like, okay, all right, maybe we're blowing that up a little bit more than, than need be. Wait a second. I had 
when it was twos versus twos and moving the ball, there's at least one play that was targeted to Taylor Grimes. You saw that? Because I just saw him standing on the sideline. Yeah, I thought, yeah. He was standing out to me because he was thought, just standing I, there. Yeah, I've, there's like there was one play where on third and ten, it's, uh, it's Stidham looking for Grimes in my notes, and uh, Stidham led him too far. All right, so so we're fine at receiver now. Wait. You you can be patient. <laughs> Look, I don't wait, know. Wait, wait, wait. Fine. How are we fine? Who who is who is this receiver who is going to be an insert guy in the run game? Tim Pat, that's what Tim Patrick was going to be. And I don't see anybody on this wide receiver roster. We're talking about passing the ball. But if we want to pass the ball in this offense to give Russell Wilson best chance for success, you have to run the ball to give him short uh, those third and reasonable opportunities that Mace was talking about a second ago. Well, then, so yeah. Who becomes that guy? Who is this person on the roster? If it's, uh, what's his, uh, well, little, think, well, little Jordan Humphreys? He got kicked out today because he, he had a false start. He was in. He was lined up. False start. Get off the field. They put somebody else in. So who's going to be that guy? Well, I would actually say maybe that guy is not a receiver. Maybe that guy is a tight end, and you're running more two tight end packages okay. instead of three wide. Now that that starts to be a tell to the defense when you start to make personnel well, decisions like that. This is where you need probably Greg Dulcich, but you need one of those two pass-catching tight ends to figure it out as a blocker. Mm. At least enough to where they're not a complete liability, and like Chad said, a complete tell when they're out there. Well, that's the curious case of Albert Okoevedom. What do you do with him? I don't think he makes a team. Oh, man. I've just, it's he's, hard he's, have, he's had a good couple days. If he's tight end He's had four, a better couple days. Yeah, but if he's tight end four, how can you have a tight end four who doesn't play special teams? It was the conundrum. He was that, playing special teams today. Yeah. Well, they're going to add him out on special gonna, teams Exactly. Today. They're going to have to get him ready to see. Because if if he's tight end three or four and he's not on teams, he's not getting a jersey. Well, he was out it there was today. The same, right. He was out there today. Being out there practicing is an opportunity <laughs> for you to show it in the game. So special teams performance okay. for Albert O is going to be critical. Wow. He's already proven he's not willing to get his face dirty in the run game. Now you got to show you willing to get your face dirty in special teams where you're running from 40 yards apart. I don't see that in him as a football player. Okay, he wants well, to be Julius Thomas. Hey, hey, man, he, but he's they're gotta, working on but it. But he's got to learn how. If, if he can do, if he can handle two special teams phases, dude, he was on kickoff. Four, he was on kickoff return today. Right. If if he can handle if he can handle two phases out of four. Then you can have him on the roster, and you can give him a jersey as a fourth tight end. So that shows and then they use him situation. They want him to work out. They're trying to figure it out. I think they want him to work out. I think they want Montreal Washington to work out. Well, I listen. I don't know what like, to say. I feel the dude, like the dude they're just, giving him chances. Montreal just makes plays day after day after day. And remember when they went as back, he did today again. And remember when they went back and he bobbled a punt a few days ago, and they gave him another rep right away. I, I really they, don't because I've seen him. Cleanly handle but like a hundred punts. When you send somebody back out for the next rep instead of just going to the next player, and you say, "Okay, no, you're doing that rep again," that tells me we want you to figure this out. Well, we heard from Joe Lombardi. You talked about Montreal, Washington. It was good to hear from Lombardi and the assistant coaches. We'll let you know what they had to say, including VJ. VJ's back, and there's something about VJ. There's a personal characteristic that has changed, and I understand why. Details next. Great Range Premium Bison presents The Drive.
Bush. Congratulations to Russell Wilson and Sam. As they proudly announced the pending joyful birth of child number four and their their happy family. Good for them. Congratulations. Yes. You know, I've always said the big decision is one. Start there. Yeah, that's that's where KGM, this is for you. Oh, I'm, I'm listening. You got three dads here. Four. I apologize. <laughs> I could I did uh, Drew's hat. I didn't even see it there. I apologize. Four dads. I'm sorry, Drew. I did not see your hat over the monitor there. Four dads here. That first that decision. Keep the music. Don't lose the music. I ain't done with you yet. The one is, am I right here, fellas? The one. Like, are we going to do this thing or not? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Then after that, they get once you have, Once you have one, two is, you know. Yeah. It's re- I know, I know, oh. and Drew, you haven't, and Andrew hasn't either, but but it's relatively easy. Either you know you're doing it or you're not. Mm-hmm. And if you're not, that's fine. There's no problem there. But it's it's a relatively, well, am I wrong? Is, is having two uh, a hard decision? I mean, I know you had one. Well, it depends kind of on the structure at home because if both parents work a lot and you know work you hard don't out, know, right? Well, they, but if you go from one to two, then all of a sudden it goes from one on one to uh, one on two. If you know one parent is always working at a time, it can be you know a little, little tough. Once right. you go to three, you go from man to man to well, zone. No, that changes the, things. The three, the decision to three is crazy. <laughs> The decision to go three is the most insane decision. If you have one, and then sometimes the decision is made for you to go to three because you have twins. Ah, well, that's, that's, you know, flag on the play. But, I mean, that that could happen. (laughs) But I'm just saying, one to two, no big deal. Two to three is a huge deal. But I'll say this, three to four, eh. I mean, you know. Have you have you consulted with parents who've gone yeah, from three to four on absolutely. this subject? Absolutely. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Three to four, okay. it's like it's a piece of cake. Yeah. Because you've already come, the three is the ex- extended car and the other bedroom. The fourth one just kind of comes along. I mean, you got all the crap. I mean, you really do. And that's really, that, that did fourth, you have did you have three boys? Did you have three girls? That, I mean, unlikely. That fourth kid is getting hand me downs unless you had three boys and then it's a girl. The fourth or three one. Girls and then a boy. Who knows what happens with that kid? Juggling I mean, knives. I mean, you were barely paying attention to kid number three. Put the knives down, son. <laughs> Come on. Put them down. Dad's trying to watch TV. All right, well, congratulations to, to Russ and Sierra. Settle it, out, settle it down amongst yourselves, yes. kids. It is clearly yes. amazing news and good for them. I'm happy for them. It's an awesome, awesome Nice news. little music there from the background. From our our analysis of Training Camp 2023 is presented by Great Range Premium Bison. And we just broke down the pregnancy announcement. I was uh, seeing VJ today. You know what he's got going on these days, Chad? No, tell me. Your buddy? Give it to me. He's got a little gray. Oh, got a little gray, nice. A little gray on the side of the okay. side of the head and everything. Coach, don't do that to you, man. Uh, and I just, the journey of Vance Joseph, man. Where has where, where have you seen your pal gone in terms of his journey? Where where, where do you think he is now? Uh, you know, so often we've seen coaches fail in their first head coaching attempt. And, you know, VJ revealed pretty early on uh, when he said, I had no idea I would have all these media obligations mm. when he became a head coach. So I, I think he thought maybe he misunderstood or just viewed it a little bit differently or didn't have an accurate picture. Now that he's done it, uh, I'm sure he's gone back and, you know, whatever – Big book he has, his big coaching book with his practice plans. And if I ever become a head coach, these are all the things I'm going to implement. He's worked on his big book. He spent some time 
going over those things. He's also spent some time looking at his bank account. Thank you very much to the Broncos and some fat dollars in there. Mm -hmm. So he's in a better place than he was before. He's had a chance to rehab his image a bit. There's another attempt here with this year with the Broncos. Uh, A chance to go to Arizona and see what not to do with a coach like Cliff Kingsbury. Um, I think he emerges from this experience now with Sean Payton in even better candidate for head coaching opportunities in the future um, and a much smarter guy because we learn all the time sometimes we learn not what to do with cliff kingsbury and we learn what to do with sean payton and let me go through some ex-head coaches that have re-emerged as assistant coaches in terms of getting back to being a head coach mm-hmm. 10 being he's coming back one being you know or zero being no shot all right you ready yeah. for this let's mm-hmm. go bj eight Maze? nine Wow, strong. Oh, I, I think he'll do, he'll fare much better at his second time around. He was in town. I did not hook up with him. Stokely played golf with him. Um, his father in law is one of the Broncos coaches, Joe Vitt. Adam Gase has been here for the past couple of days. Adam Gase comes no. back as a head coach. Two. That's, I think that's a two. That's pretty low. So it's done. Yeah, he flamed out in such a spectacular way in, in New York, and things went wrong. There's and, no coming back from that. I, I don't know how an owner would trust would trust you. He would have to have some significant career rehab. Just not sit out like he's done, but do a couple of stints of rehab to regain the owner's trust. Yeah, because he has not yet gone back to that assistant coach thing. He yep. hasn't. Mm-hmm. He's he, he's enjoying his life right now. Yeah, I mean, it's, Good for him. he's got millions in the bag. That's the, and I, I mean, two head coaching gigs, two head coaching contracts. That's if millions. He, millions. If he never wants to work again, he doesn't have to. Okay. Fangio. Two. One. <laughs> think he's doing exactly what he wants to do. I don't, I don't do. think he ever wanted yeah, it. I don't think he wants it. I don't think he wanted it in the first place. Okay, I think he wanted it because sometimes it's like, okay, I got to see. Like, you, you don't want to look back and say, what if I didn't take that chance? What if I didn't yeah. make that move? I don't. So I don't think he regrets it because... Regrets it. He, he there's no way he regrets yeah. it. Yeah, but I think he I, got three years. He, he got millions of dollars. He would have had more regrets if he hadn't taken it. I think he's. I, I think he's tried it, and you know it didn't work out. That's and good. and now and water finds its level. Let me give you a fun one, Pat Shermer. No. Uh, zero zero point one. <laughs> yeah. All right. Zero or one. Last one. Hack it. Eight. Oh, oh, yeah. Oh, really? Well, he's still young. Oh, yeah. So you see a big year for the Jets. Uh, I think his connection with Aaron Rodgers will help him polish up his image. Uh, uh, so a couple of good years. Being with Robert Sala and some of those, uh, you know, Sean McVay, Kyle Shanahan masterminds that are part of that organization. There's a couple of branches off that tree that exist there offensively that I think will give him an, an insight into what those guys are doing. He's an, in, an innovative enough mind to incorporate that into what he does. He's young enough to rehab his career, and he's with a great coach in Robert Sala who uh, I think will give him the opportunity to flourish. I'd say about an eight as well. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Let me give you another one. Just It's not connected to the Broncos, but it is connected to Colorado. Biennemi, because he's, he's doing something different now. Biennemi, where do you think he's? He's already getting some pushback um, from some folks in D.C. about his, his style. Well, we and, all know that. Thing. And so Ron Rivera you know, said he had to talk to a couple of the players about E.B.'s style. Mm-hmm. And he had to defend himself. And Nikki Javala asked him a great question today at the presser. It's, oh, talk it's, to me. It's available online. He basically defended his style that I'm – 
I'm so passionate because that's my job is to mm. try to extract the best out of people. And that's where my passion comes from. And if I don't do that, then I'm not doing my job. And then I get fired. So I'm just simply upholding the standards of the job kind of thing. Um, I thought that was a really great answer. And it kind of encapsulate EB's mindset uh, really well. So I encourage people to listen to that. But I would give him a, not that he's ever been a head coach, unlike these other guys. No, that's true. But that's I would true. give him a eight on the opportunity scale. But he's going to Washington to to prove something. Yes. Right? If like, Sam Howell flourishes this year, if he gets Sam Howell up to a, a decent level this year, he's going to be on everybody's radar. Do you think right that the reason he's doing this is after all his trials and tribulations and all the interviews he's been on, which is a lot, is that just at the end of the day, Andy, they just, the owners or whoever could not get over or past the, well, Andy Reid was really in charge, not you. Yeah, I think I think to some degree that is a huge thing. You go to Washington, it's a defensive-minded coach in Ron Rivera who is going to let the enemy do his thing on the offensive side. If that offense does well and if Sam Howell flourishes, EB is going to get all the credit for that. I agree with Mace when what he's saying there, but they certainly overlooked that issue with Matt Nagy. He became a head coach. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So, you know, I can't say that's all that they were looking at. I think there were other things that were part of the criteria. Well, there had to be a reason that EB wanted to leave, though. I mean, leave the cheese. I mean, oh, you know, he, yeah, he, had, he had to branch out on his own to change the narrative. No doubt about it. Okay. Well, we'll see how things go. Uh, there's another thing that's kind of a twist and turn that's out there that I, I love, and we're right around the corner of it. Details next. Training Camp 2023, Lincoln Tech. Put your potential to work. Presents The Drive. Oh, Cecil Lamy with Denver Sports tonight coming up at the top of the hour. Uh, Inter Mason with uh, me. What are we this doing? Is, we, are, we, we, we took the time machine back to like 1990 here. I, I think KJ is, is encouraging the dads to do something that we shouldn't be doing. But KJ, we're, we're, we're good. We're good on kids, KJ. You I sure? I'm, well, yeah, you know. I, I, I made the decision. I made the medical decision. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> did you, did you Wait, go, hold on, hold did on. Did you go to your boys, Rocky, Rocky Mountain Mans for this one? <laughs> well, they, they would help on this particular one. There's a urology center that, you know, uh, I'm happy to speak for. Just go around the room with the dads here. Anybody else make the, the same commitment as I have? No, you are flying no. solo with that. Uh, no? Uh, Mace? No. No? Some things are sealed in the vault. <laughs> what? <laughs> what does that mean? Drew, you uh things I'm not talking about with thousands of people listening. <laughs> no, I'm just talking about if you've had a vasectomy or not, Mace. It's not it's not privileged information. Uh, you know. We've got to be in the dark about that? Okay, fine. I haven't. There you go. All right. Drew, you're you're good? I'm good. We're good here. No, I mean, like, you're good to go. Oh, no. Yeah. I, so I, I'm it. I, yeah, you're, you're I'm in. One. Wait, Chad Brown? I'm fully really? equipped still. <laughs> Why? Why am I fully equipped? Yeah. Uh, just, you know, didn't see the importance of getting that done. Dude. Wait, did uh, you do it during, like, March Madness where you, you could did. just sit back yes. and, you know... Relax for a couple of days, watch some basketball no, after joke. having I to cut. And my, my the guy, the doctor, yeah, talked to me about skiing the whole time, and it was just like, "Hey, you like skiing?" I go, "Yeah." Wait, so you were conscious the whole time? Oh yeah. I mean, oh yeah, numbed down there. But and that's, guess what? I was one of the few that did get an infection. I had to take horse pills for like nine days after. <laughs> you know, it did happen. See, I, that, that's yeah. part of the reason why I haven't done this. 
It was um, nine days. I took the horse pills. It was all right. But unlike most well, athletes, that wasn't the worst thing in the world. I've got my two children with my wife. I do not have, you know, seven yeah, babies sure, mamas I'm, I'm with not, nine children. I'm not sure what what, what game you're playing right now. What do you I'm mean? not sure what you wait, you're waiting for. I'm feeling good about things. Hmm. It's working for me. Yeah, I, I don't even know where we got here. This is your fault, Casey. It's the, playing, playing it's the smooth sounds that Casey is dialing up coming out of commercial. What the hell he's doing on a Tuesday to all yeah. of us. Killing us. Not me. All right. Uh, Mike Kliss, according to Will Peterson on 9 News, following the bouncing ball here, said that McGlinchey's got a knee sprain. Yeah. And he will not be good to go until uh, the Raiders in the regular season. So McGlinchey. Out. Reaction to this news. Chad, let's start with you. It's terrible news. It's it's terrible news. Uh, neither one of the backup tackles, at least as I saw today, are ready for primetime action. Um, this changes things with this offense. McGlinchey was a great run blocker. And, again, I think this offense is going to be based around running the football. So we'll have to see how well the backups run block. But they certainly showed today they are not up to the standards as far as being an NFL-level pass blocker, at least on a consistent basis. I would argue terrible news would involve missing the regular season. Every indication is that he won't. Uh, I know Mike Kliss gave the timetable two to three weeks, which would, you know, I mean, you've got the bye week after the three weeks of the preseason, then you play the regular season. It's not ideal because you're losing reps. So we're okay with Russell Wilson playing 15 to 18 reps with Cam Fleming and maybe Isaiah Prince? Because I don't know. Are you playing bowls? Are you guys playing bowls on Friday? Probably not. No. Okay. So that was what it was today, Cam Fleming and Isaiah Prince. Right, which I think. Well, we're good with that. For Sean Payton to alter either the game plan or alter the plan of who's going to play. 15 to 18 snaps. Yeah. 15 to 18. Mm-hmm. Hey, if you have a 15-play, 75-yard drive, there you go. You're not going to have that, Mace. You're not going to have that. You're going to have two or probably three drives. I know. So we're all I'm, right I'm with just, Russell Wilson. Could, it could work out fine. You only do one series. Yeah, sure. No, I, I don't think it will. I'm just saying it could. I just think it's, like, wildly risky. I, listen, I know they got to play. I get the importance of playing in preseason. I'm not saying that's mm-hmm. not the factor. But I thought the whole point of this is to get the guys that are going to play playing together. And if you're not having these guys that are going to play play together, what are we doing here? Because we're sure. Do you, we're sure in that game against Arizona, the Randy Gregory equivalent doesn't knock Russ's block off. Look, you, you, you can't just say, okay, we lose X starter, Y starter, and so we're going to bench everybody else, right? I mean, you've got to get Russell Wilson up to speed too, and – I get it. This is where it gets sticky, though, yeah. fellas. I'm telling you. Exactly. This is where it gets your option, super sticky. Your option is what? Don't play them at all? I don't know, guys. I don't know. I mean, the games, you know, they don't count, but they matter. I get it. But, you know, you got to get to the... <laughs> oh, no. It's it's tricky. No, he's got to play. Life is a risk. Yeah, but, you take, yeah, you but, take a risk turning onto Orchard Road. I mean... Stuff happens. But you can take a. But you don't. It's an unnecessary. You, you look unnecessary. before you go. Yeah. With two backup tackles, and your quarterback still struggling to exercise the ghost of last year, is this Friday the best time to roll them out there to do that? Don't yeah, you because, take that count down the road till next week. I mean, so at least you have bowls ready. Because you know that play today, whether Randy Gregory would have got to Russell Wilson or not before he escaped. I mean, okay, hem and haw. We can hem and haw about it. Well, the rubber will meet the road on Friday night. 
for sure it's worth it. We're I, positive I it's think, worth it. I think maybe what you do is you go with a lot more two tight end packages and uh, you're chipping a lot more. And maybe it's uh, stripped down and uh, not very dynamic in terms of what you're trying to do play calling wise. But you're running the offense and you're getting him some snaps. And you're getting him warmed and getting well, him warmed up and ready. That's break, what you do. Breaking news, according to our Nine News Insider, Mike Cliss, Mike McGlinchey will miss the rest of the preseason. We'll have reaction from Cecil Lammy coming up next on Denver Sports Tonight on Denver Sports Station 104.3 The Fan. Taylor Grimes, I'm getting Tim Patrick vibes. He's not doing anything that's, like, amazing. He's just executing the play day after day after day. I don't know if this kid's going to make the roster. I don't know if he ever plays a snap in the NFL. But he is on my radar by just being consistent. It's training camp 2023. Camp comeback. We're going to turn this thing around. It's going to be an amazing story when we do. DenverSports.com and on Denver Sports Station 1043 The Fan. Selling your car by yourself can lead to some strange encounters. How many bodies does this car hold? Bodies? It's a five passenger car. Right. Passengers. Don't deal with selling it yourself. Come to WeBuyAnyCar.com instead. It's easy. You get in, get out, and get paid at a fair price. I sell mannequins. Oh, what'd you think? Nothing. Nothing at all. Get your free online valuation now at...